0: of the st louis sports hall of fame this is golf with jay delsing
1: hey good morning this is golf with jay delsing i'm your host jay and i am sitting next to my buddy pearly 100 events caddied for me on the tour you got to be pretty proud of that (laughs)
2: <laughs> Absolutely, with no major mishaps that had any pictures taken of them. No, that's
1: exactly right. No, no as, as Anything said about you is all alleged because there's not any photo confirmation of it.
2: Or rumor. Legend or rumor. Like or it. fake news. Who I like knows?
1: it. I like it. Fake news. It's all fake news. Anyway, so guys, welcome to the show. We formatted a show like Around the Golf. This is the On the Range segment. The On the Range segment is brought to you by my friends at TaylorMade Golf. Send us an email, j jay at jaydelsinggolf.com. Put the word balls in the title, put it in there somewhere, and you will be entered for a dozen TP5 golf balls that we give away each and every week. TaylorMade has been great, the On the Range segment. It's brought to you by TaylorMade. We so appreciate Jeff Thornhill and all that they're doing. And TaylorMade Pearl is just a phenomenal co- company. They are the most innovative company on the PGA Tour.
2: They're making a splash. There's no doubt about it. So many guys are playing their their equipment, more and more people playing the golf ball, It's interesting when these different equipment companies really make a push, and they've made a push, and it seems like it's going well for them.
1: It's it's pretty cool, this whole carbon wood phenomena is taking shape and everybody is doing it and everybody's buying it it's really cool we want to thank bob and kathy donahue 314-805-2132 they will beautify the inside or the outside of your house folks it's springtime pandemic hopefully is in our rearview mirror so we are going to be getting out playing golf going to your clubs going to your your munis your driving ranges coming over to wild crush and having a cocktail with us here out in West County, and um, but call the Donahues. They're great people. They'll help you out. 314-805-2132. All right, John, Chris Zimmerman. Got an interview with Chris Zimmerman. What an accomplished guy, first of all. Currently the president of hockey operations for the St. Louis Blues. He's been the president of the Vancouver Canucks. What I was most interested, besides this is a really cool human, Chris Zimmerman was the president of Nike Golf between 1996 and 2006 right in the middle of Tiger Bean at Stanford turning pro and launching the Tiger Woods phenomenon the tsunami on the PGA Tour.
2: Yeah, exciting time. It was so fun listening to the interview and anybody that likes sports, he's he's had one of the dream jobs or the dr- multiple dr- jobs that were all dream jobs. In the middle of things said it makes you think of course he was obviously making things happen as well which is why he was in those positions fascinating interview i'm looking forward to everybody listening to it
1: what the hell let's just go st- straight into what's let's, let's you, you got something what do you got what do you got for us? I, I want to
2: do one update Jay because yeah. we talk about her all the time Nellie Corda we've talked about the blood clot she's had in her arm just want to update fans that might not be following it as closely as you and I do she's had her surgery things went extremely well she's looking for a full recovery obviously she's been down for a while and different medications and surgery so it's going to be going to be a while but you know if not the best one of the best lady players in the world uh, she's, uh, she's on the which is fantastic for her, fantastic for all of of the golf fans, and and fantastic for the golf world.
1: Yeah, no question about that, John. If we can keep her healthy, this is going to be a fun ride. This is going to be a fun ride to watch her do what she's going to do out on the LPGA tour. And and there's something about, and I've said this a hundred times, and people are probably tired of me saying it, but I mean it sincerely. There's something about her playing that is just looks right. It looks, it almost looks poetic. It almost looks like you could put music to it. It almost looks like it is just, it's just beautiful the way she plays the game. She's strong, comes from a, a great athletic background, but she plays the game with such style, grace, and professionalism. It's, it's really awesome to me.
2: Well, I think you've seen the whole package, which is why you're impressed with it. Uh, we don't see it that often. But we're seeing it with her, so we're looking for keep keep getting better, Nelly, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you out there again.
1: Now I'm working. Uh, since you brought up Nelly, I'm working behind the scenes to try to get her on the show. I got my girl Absolutely. Julie. I got my girl Julie Inkster doing some work for me. She's going to be dispelling all the rumors that everybody knows about me and everything else and saying, no, no. Not, only believe half of that or only believe three quarters of it and see. I want to get her on the show. I think it would be fantastic and maybe we could pump her up a little bit when she's uh, in the middle of all of her rehab.
2: Well, and we've talked about this a little bit, but uh, we'll take any family member of hers, by the way, because they're all superstars in different sports and, uh, exactly. and, things, and things going on. But yeah, we, that would be fantastic if you, if you could get her. That'd be a lot of fun.
1: Well, her sister's still playing the tour and playing very well Uh, she had a top 10 finish not too long ago her brother is playing out on the tennis tour and her dad was a longtime player out on the um the tpa right
2: yeah we better not leave out mom and i don't remember what what her sport was but her mom was wonderful as well
1: we're going to take a break we'll pick up the interview on the front nine this is the tip of the cap we're going to do the tip of the cap segment here i want to tip my cap and first of all the tip of the cap is brought to you by My friend at uh, Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, Colin Burke, great guy. He will help you with any sort of vehicle. His number is 314-966-0303. But if you have trouble getting in touch with Colin, which you shouldn't, but if you do, give me a call. Send me an email, J jay at jaydelsangolf.com. I'll introduce you personally to Colin, and he'll take care of you. The tip of the cap is for all of the physical therapists out there. We were talking about Nelly Korda earlier. We watched Tiger do extensive rehab to get himself out on the course. There's chiropractors. There's all sorts of the old term It takes a village. There's all sorts of people out there helping us get these old bodies moving and and uh, so that we can enjoy a, another year on the golf course, better golf, more stories, and the like. So thanks to all you men and women that are helping us uh, get back on the course and playing our best golf. That was the tip of the cap. It's brought to you by the Dean Team, Volkswagen of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. Pearlie and I both have Dean, Team of Kirkwood Vehicles. Pearlie, how's your truck?
2: It's absolutely wonderful. Every time I get in it, I love it. Like I said, it's the first truck I've had that pulls the boat instead of gets pushed by the boat, so it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, I just was backing out of my garage and blew out the back window of my SUV because I thought my uh, door was all the way up. And uh, oh yeah, I didn't want to put that on air, did I? Okay, just did. <laughs> anyway, Colin, I'll be coming to see you because I got glass all over the back. Uh, that's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're going to have the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing.
0: On the Range with Jay Delsing is brought to you by TaylorMade. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is coming up.
1: After my knee replacement, I was able to swing the golf club again without any pain. SSM Health Physical Therapy guided me through the rehab process, and when I was ready, One of their specially trained KVEST certified physical therapists put me on the 3d motion capture system. It was awesome. They evaluated my posture, alignment and the efficiencies of my swing. They gave me golf specific exercises to help make my swing more efficient and repeatable. Call 800-518-1626. Tell them Jay sent you for special pricing. Your therapy, our passion folks. Do you need a new car, truck, or SUV? Then the Dean Team of Kirkwood is the place for you to go. 314-966-0303 and go see Colin Byrne. He just got me into a new SUV and I love it. Boy, did they make the experience painless and super, super easy. Most dealers don't have any cars in their lots, but at Dean Team of Kirkwood, Colin has an entire parking lot full of new and used cars. You don't want a VW? That's no problem. They have Audis, BMWs, Mercedes, anything you want. Colin and the Dean Team of Kirkwood will go get it if they don't have it. Call them at 314-966-0303 or go to DeanTeamVWKirkwood.com. The Dean Team, for all your car buying needs.
0: You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing for golf tips, news on the latest equipment, and everything golf. Log on to golf with jdelsing.com. The front nine is coming up.
1: I want to tell you about my friends and longtime supporters of this show, Marcone. Yes, they are incredible community stewards. Yes, they are the largest distributors of GE appliance parts in North America. What you don't know, they are spearheading, led by owner and St. Louis and Jim Sowers, a new service dog program with and in conjunction with David Faraday and the 24 7 Battle Buddy program. Jim and Mar- Marcone are ensuring that a minimum of two service dogs a year will get partnered with a veteran hero in need. These dogs are expertly trained, connected with their veteran master, and then magic starts to happen. These dogs are retrained to meet the specific needs of their warrior and to help them successfully navigate everyday life. You can learn more on Facebook at Troops First 24-7 Battle Buddies or reach out to me at at jdelsingolf.com and I will fill you in on more of this program.
0: This is Golf with Jay Delsing. The Front Nine is presented by the Ascension Charity Classic, September 5th through the 11th at Norwood Hills Country Club. For tickets, ascensioncharityclassic.com.
1: Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I am sitting down this morning with my buddy Chris Zimmerman, the President and CEO of Business Operations for the St. Louis Blues Chris, good morning. Good
3: morning, Jay. Good to to be with you. Looking forward to talking about some golf and uh, other fun stuff that um, we both have a big passion for.
1: Such a pleasure and a privilege for me to get to dive into folks like you and your career. I didn't know that you were a hockey player and you played hockey at the University of Vermont and then you kind of cut your teeth a little bit as a a coach at, at Babson College when you were getting your master's there.
3: You know, hockey has been a, a great passion of mine. I, I grew up outside of New York City and started playing when I was 10. Back in the days when ponds froze a lot more often than they do, I got the chance to go play some college hockey at the University of Vermont, which was an amazing thrill. I was had an, a great time. We had a couple of good years. We were top 10 in the country at, at 1.1 season. Played with some great players, but also knew that once college hockey ended, I wasn't going to get paid to continue to do that. So sort of built off of uh, that amazing experience for a lot of things I ended up doing later in life.
1: It's interesting, isn't it, how well sports and the competition and the camaraderie can prepare us for different things in life. And, and you jumped in at a high level with uh, Sachi and Sachi with some advertising.
3: My family, my mom and uh, my stepfather, they would both been in the uh, communications world and public relations, actually. And that sort of exposed me to that world. And yeah, I ended up starting my career in advertising and learning about building brands and recognizing that so much of what that was all about was about creating relationships. I, I spent 10 years in the advertising business, and, and that thought about how every company and every brand was ultimately about relationships with your customers, with your employees, with all your stakeholders, That those fundamentals have played a big role, really, in, in pretty much everything I've done throughout the last uh, throughout my career.
1: Boy, don't you feel like, uh, Chris, that you can lose, that so many folks lose track of that relationship and we've seen some spirals downhill from that point.
3: Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's interesting. One of the, the big things that the business world and really beyond the business world, I think the sports world, as well talks about much much more than than we used to as culture and, and culture is all about you know what does it feel like to be part of, of an organization what does it feel like to be part of a team uh, you know how do you show up as an individual and then how to do, how does a group come together to to really perform at a high level and certainly in my professional career and and working on the business side of sports I've always been a big advocate that, that essentially this is a team sport and uh, everybody has to understand their roles and and, and respect different points of view and, and how people attack their work but ultimately it's really it's the companies uh, and the organizations that do come together that find the ways to maximize people's talents and, and do it in a way that, shows humility and shows really fundamental care for each other and i think you know when you can when you can bring that many of those things that are so critical to championship teams to the workplace i think you often are able to have a lot of success
1: what tiger woods did for golf beyond the great play beyond the showmanship, beyond his flair, was he open doors that have been closed for so long. And it's great in the NHL to see so many African American players or some different ethnicities playing this the great game of hockey as well. And and those doors just need to be open for every everyone, regardless of the sport. Forget the color of your skin, forget how much money you have. It needs to be open and, and everyone needs to be welcome.
3: It's interesting. Quite honestly, in some ways, there are a number of uh, parallels. I think, in terms of the golf world working to become more inclusive, as as well as the sport of ice hockey. You know, both cases fundamentally they tend to be sports that require facilities, facilities that often cost a lot and somewhat translate into. What it takes to participate, and I think just the ability to reach into communities that have not traditionally you know had the same amount of opportunities. That was certainly one of the motivations for tiger as he as he's gone through his career. It was from the early days of Nike signing him uh, after his third U.S. Amateur win, uh, which happened all of 15 miles from the Nike World Headquarters out in Oregon, out of Pumpkin Ridge. You know, right from the start, there was, there was a recognition he was likely to be, you know, an iconic great golfer. But beyond that, there was, there was an opportunity for him to really help expand the game and, and just motivate and inspire people of color really throughout the world.
1: Chris, let's talk a little bit about when you left the uh, advertising world.
3: Yeah, so <clears throat> when you're a, uh, you grow up an athlete, I've been a college athlete. Obviously, I love sports, and I get into the marketing world. And oh gosh, I've been at it a little over ten years. And uh, Nike was actually doing a review of their agents, their advertising agencies, over. Um, in China, well, really throughout all of Asia. And somehow I got lucky enough to be asked to go over um, to Hong Kong and work for a week, helping people prepare for uh, these presentations. So I was involved in that. I get introduced to some of the senior people at Nike and, uh, a role opened up about six months later, heading up advertising for North America. And just even the the thought that I might have the opportunity to go work for this great athletic sportswear company that puts such a high premium on product and on athletes and on marketing. It literally was, for me, that, that was a dream opportunity. And so I was lucky enough to get the role and Emily and I, uh, our our second child, Ted, had just been born. So we got Kate and Ted together and picked up our lives and, and moved across country to Portland, Oregon. And I was with Nike for over a decade, got in a number of different roles. And obviously it's sort of, that. I guess that's the next level of creating a foundation, moving from just a marketer to moving to a sports marketer. Uh, and being able to not only work in the communication zone, but also later in in my time at Nike, get the chance to actually lead businesses. Amazing gift that has really shaped much of my professional life and, and given me these amazing opportunities to work within zones of sport that I'm extremely passionate about
1: well and i know you love the game of golf and this is where you and tiger and the pga tour the whole thing kind of comes together
3: yeah so at, at my first three years i, I lead advertising and, and actually from you know tiger as i mentioned he was playing at the um, at pumpkin ridge uh, golf course out, just outside of portland and he was going after his third consecutive u.s amateur title I tell people I've seen a lot of – I've been, had the good fortune to, to be at lots of great sports events, including, obviously, my favorite on June 12, 2019, when, when we won the Cup. But that day at Pumpkin Ridge, and Tiger you know, goes into the 36-hole um, championship U.S. match against Steve Scott. And uh, you know, I guess with 16 holes left, he's five down. And watching him come back, I believe it was on the 17th hole that he makes a long putt to tie it. They go into a playoff and, and he wins. And Nike had, had all their intentions to sign Tiger as he was going to turn pro that week. And in my role then, um, this is now 96, I've been at Nike a year running advertising. We show Tiger Woods in you know the dining room while people are celebrating outside what would be his first Nike television commercial later that that week and so really from day one of Tiger signing with Nike I was involved with him I was involved with the marketing over the first several years and then in 2000 January of 2000 I move over to head up the U.S. golf business for Nike and so for really about his first 8 years I was um I was involved in certainly all of the advertising and then later his product lines and, as well as the very interesting move of Tiger Woods from playing a title of golf ball which essentially Probably 90% of the tour was playing at the time, the title is professional, to getting him to switch over to the Nike Tour Accuracy.
1: This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm visiting with uh, Chris Zimmerman. He is the CEO and President of Business Operations for the St. Louis Blues. You know what, Chris, when you think about instant credibility for Nike, when you can put a swoosh on Tiger Woods and have him come right out to the PGA Tour and start winning and dominating a few years later, that, that doesn't get much better for a company, does it?
3: Yeah, well, it's interesting. So let's, uh, let's turn the clock back a little bit because he signs, um, he wins his first Masters in 97. So as, as you mentioned, that's an amazing thing in terms of putting Nike on the map. That maybe we, one could debate this, but there was a bit of, you know, we were so, and Nike obviously was in the footwear and apparel business, but we really believed that we needed credibility in the equipment business for the golf world to to really accept us. Assuming they were ever, and and I still say we and us at times because I, I have a lot of that. In in my heart still, but um, the challenge was the first product. Those first few years, um, Nike had a view, and and Tiger bought in early on that, that the Tiger was going to be the next Michael Jordan, and so the product, both where the golf shoes and the <clears throat> the, the early apparel was. Um, it was trying to be younger. Um, it was um, collarless shirts long before the, war, the golf world was ready for collarless shirts. And the first few years, there was brand awareness, but quite honestly, on a business level, the product was was a was a major failure. And part of it was that whole thing of trying to be younger and hipper and. It just wasn't, the golf world wasn't ready for that. And it wasn't ready for Nike or Tiger to do that. And so around 2000, when I moved over the business, we did, we completely built a new strategy around making his footwear, making the apparel he wore much more classic, much more acceptable. Um, And then we got working with um, some great golf ball engineers. we, Um, got involved in in helping make the transition to the solid ball. And Titleist, as you know at the time, was all about the Titleist professional and a wound ball. And as we tested for a year with Tiger over and over again, working with every element of the ball to the point where he started to – he clearly felt like he had more control, particularly around the greens, And in all that testing, just as we thought he was ready to make the switch, the last thing the engineers had to work on was the sound because he'd gotten so used to a certain sound uh, from his golf ball that 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 he did want. Uh, really to replicate what he was familiar with.
1: You know, it's interesting because I talked to John Cook. I'll never forget this conversation when the Nike ball was coming out and John was hanging out with Tiger down in Orlando. Tiger had moved to Isleworth before he went down to Jupiter and they, they would hang out, play some practice rounds and, And things like that. And John said that Tiger's ball was so particular and so specifically made for him that when John hit his ball, he couldn't keep it in the air for more than 200 yards.
3: Tiger wasn't going to switch. I guarantee you that you know no matter. Well, first of all, he had a contract with Titleist. It just he happened to have a a contract that 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 gave him an out if he found a better product, and he wasn't going to switch. There was no more money in involved. This was about winning golf tournaments, and I remember I got to go down. I wasn't involved on an ongoing basis in the testing, but I went down to Iowa for one of the last sessions before he was ready to put it in play. Much of it was working around the greens and his ability to get the ball to check up, and I remember him hitting a couple of shots, uh, you know, chip shots not too far off the green and then turning, um, to Kel Devlin, who was our sports marketing guy, working with him in, in just amazement. And it was that, sort of at that point that we knew that we were in good shape. Now, one last story about that transition. First tournament he plays, he goes over to Germany, plays with the ball. And sure enough, he, he has one of his worst rounds. He, he puts it in the water, I think, on two different holes we're all back in Oregon on the edge of our seats and we get this call and he says listen I just hit it bad that that wasn't the ball he then goes on I believe it was Pebble yeah it was Pebble I think was his first major that he put it in play and he goes on to win the Tiger Slam after changing his golf ball to A company that had never been in the golf ball business before. So, yes, that was an amazing ride.
1: I grew up with Cal Devlin, Chris, and what a really nice man, son of Bruce Devlin, the great Australian champion. And he would kind of give me some ins and outs and say, Man, you're not going to believe what this kid can do. And I said, Yeah, I kind of understand already. I've seen him out here a little bit. And when he went to Pebble Beach, I believe he won by 15 strokes and didn't have a three putt the entire week, and that says a lot.
3: It was a it, that was a phenomenal year. Um, I don't know. I think in certainly in golf marketing and product history, and you know, and then over the next several years, probably know Tom Stites as well had worked out in Fort Worth for uh, Ben Hogan and became the lead designer for the Nike golf club line and we sort of went through the same stages with that again driver testing months and months of of testing getting close to the end they go down they take four drivers um he he hits them each and after you know hitting them a few times guys asked what so what do you think and he says well let's definitely take out the heavy one these were all finely tuned in every possible way and they go back afterwards and they weigh it and it's essentially the weight difference is that of a dollar bill. <laughs> and and that, that, was, that was the kind of freak that he was in terms of his understanding and his feel for his equipment. It, just, it, it was a really intriguing and, and interesting journey for sure.
1: Well, that's going to wrap up the first part of the Chris Zimmerman interview, but don't go anywhere john and i'll be right back on the back nine to give you the second half this is golf with jay delson i want to tell you about a family-owned and operated golf business that's been right here in st louis for over 40 years i'm talking about Proam golf center that's right Proam golf center i know you know the name but i'm not sure you know what they really have to offer Or you can visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. That's ProAmGolfUSA.com.
0: Hey, St. Louis. The Ascension Charity Classic, presented by Emerson, is back this September. Don't miss the excitement when the PGA Tour champions best compete again, all for charity, September 9th through the 11th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Pro-Am spots, hospitality packages, VIP tickets, and more. Available now at ascensioncharityclassic.com.
1: Hey, do you like wine? Have you heard about the hottest new wine bar in St. Louis? It's called Wild Crush Wine Bar and it's located in town and country on Clayton Road just behind the Strops. Have you ever experienced self-dispensing wine machines? Well, they are here. The only place in St. Louis and most of Missouri that you'll find them and it's at Wild Crush. You can choose your size of pour and Wild Crush will pour the freshest wine in the area for you. The organic Argon gas system used at Wild Crush keeps this wine pristinely fresh for up to 60 days. So if you're tired of drinking wine that's been open, for a few days, come into Wild Crush for the best and freshest wine selection in the area. Go to wildcrushstl.com and come have one with us. How would you like access to 90 holes of golf? Well, that's what happens when you join at Whitmore Country Club. You get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And guess what, no cart fees included in that deal. There's no food and beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They have a 24 hour fitness center, two large pool complexes, three tennis courts. Year round social calendar includes holiday parties, picnics, date nights, live music. They even have a kid's club for your children and much, much more. There's junior golf, junior tennis, and swim teams available.
0: To learn more about the game of golf, latest equipment, and golfing tips, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. The Back Nine is presented by Pro-Am Golf.
1: Hey, and welcome back to the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me, and we are on the back nine, brought to you by our friends at Pro-Am Golf. Uh, Let's just jump right back into the second half of our interview with Chris Zimmerman. This is Chris Zimmerman. He is the president and CEO of business operations for the St. Louis Blues. We're talking about his time when you were with Nike. I can remember, Chris, when so many of my friends that didn't quite make it as players that were working on the PGA Tour started migrating over to Nike as you guys started building your, your sales force and your team over there. I remember Mark Thaxon, uh, who is a great friend, yeah. and, and several other guys, and they uh, they really, really enjoyed their time at Nike. You
3: know, it was it was fun. I, I had a blast. We viewed it as we were building a company within a company. As a matter of fact, that was one of the important strategies. And I think early on, Nike Golf tried too much to be like other parts of Nike, which uh, a lot of it, which is very much focused on a younger teen audience. And we just said, Hey, this, this isn't right. We have to find the balance between being Nike and having some, a certain irreverence and energy, but also making sure that the product's right. Because the thing about sporting goods and certainly the equipment side, you can't fake it. You can't fake that with great players, and and the the fundamental ethic that Phil Knight, who founded Nike, and if you ever want to read a great book about the history of Nike, read Shoe Dog, which is a fantastic story of the evolution of the company. But his whole thing was about about creating great product that helped athletes be better, and. and it, that wasn't it really was not just about marketing; it was the ethic and And Nike was the first to admit when they were in a zone where the product wasn't good enough. I think that it's one of the great things that I respect and that I took on to the work I did with Bauer and, and certainly in other zones around um you know the sports equipment business.
1: Oh my gosh, we could talk about this forever. I love these these Tiger Woods stories. And the interesting thing for me is that I was in the middle of my career while this was going on, you know, we're like, holy cow, Nike's gonna get into golf. I mean, that was kind of forebodance of what he brought to the game, isn't it? Just made the golf world so much bigger and so much more dynamic, so many more opportunities for everyone, even me.
3: Well, I think in players like yourself, who, who, who saw the changes, who saw the impact of the television ratings, the, the, the energy and the excitement he brought to the sport. Yeah, it was undeniably created, I think, a lot of the momentum that has now starting to even kick in, in more. And sports also had some nice things that it, for a long time during these last couple of challenging years, It was the perfect activity to be able to do outside and actually feel comfortable being with people and, you know, lots of other elements. But yeah, Tiger, I mean, I think the other thing, one of the interesting things I always think about the early days of Tiger's emergence was Tiger became what I'll call really a global icon. You know, the time when he, he turns pro 96, it's really Kind of the time when literally email and the internet and communication is expanding and and happening in ways that it had never happened before. He became this global icon. It was really exceptional. I remember being in a meeting with him. It was not long after. He won the first Masters. You know, we would always spend time talking with our athletes, trying to understand their motivation, making sure we were being true to them in our advertising. And in some way, I asked him the question well, you know, how can we help you? How, what is it that you're looking for at this next stage? And he said, you know, right now, the biggest thing I'd like is to be able to go to a bar with three friends of mine like the old days and just hang out and have a beer. And, and and he said that really genu- genuinely and 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 maybe a bit naively even at that point and this is early, granted in his career and I thought well that's definitely not something either I can help <laughs> and probably not something that's ever going to happen again again as I said the speed with which his celebrityness if you will grew was it was exceptional and I think a lot of it had to do with. The time that he came came onto the tour and and, um, and certainly lots of other areas of the world
1: that had never
3: seen a champion, dark-skinned golfer, they really embraced that and, and, and found that to be very motivating.
1: This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and I'm visiting with the president and CEO of Business Operations, Chris Zimmerman. Chris, The only person that may have benefited more directly from Tiger himself than Tiger was our commissioner, Tim Fincham, because man alive, it was, it it reminded me of the old Showtime days when I was in college at UCLA when Pat Riley would be coaching the, the LA Lakers and you had Magic and Kareem and James Worthy and Byron Scott, and all you had to do was kind of roll the ball out there. When I think of you know Tim Fincham being the commissioner of the PGA Tour and having a talent like Tiger come on the world and just swarming not only the golf world but the sports world just just swamping them with tidal waves of all this coolness. It couldn't have been better for Tim Fincham.
3: There's no question. It was great timing. Celebrity, you know, matters in sports. We like our we like our athletes to be humble. We like them. Obviously, we like them to to show uh, their character and all those other things. But there is an element of, you know, a need for personality. And some have it and some don't. You know, when I first got to Nike, the number one tennis player in the world was Pete Sampras. It was really hard to get people interested in Pete (laughs) Sampras, you know, and we created this contrast of him versus Agassi. Pete was Pete Sampras was by far the better player, but we had to find some other tool to tell a story because, again, amazing, great athlete, but Pete Sampras wasn't bringing people to, to the television. You know, you go back to probably the last great male tennis player that truly brought people to the television, I think was John McEnroe. Again, I'm sure I'll get it. if The tennis fans out there may feel like I missed <laughs> lots of other, other people, but anyway, it's, but yeah, Ty, Tim Fincham and the tour and, you know, every player on the tour benefited from the fact that sports, sports value, a lot of it's created based on the value of the content, the value of those television contracts, And they skyrocketed, as did obviously the purses with, uh, you know, the impact of of how Tiger, um, you know, brought people to the television set.
1: Man, I hate to get off this golf topic. You've done so many other really, really cool things in your career. From golf, I think you went straight to Bauer, didn't you?
3: Yeah, I did. Uh, Nike owned Bauer. Bauer is a, a hockey company. There's actually only a couple that really dominate the business um, and have been around forever. And uh, that was my first chance to, to be president of a, of a company. It was a small division at Nike and wasn't doing very well. And I mean, what a gift. fact that I, I assure you, I never really thought for a minute about working in the hockey business, despite my exposure growing up. And in part it's not in some ways it's not that big a business certainly on the equipment side and anyway I Bauer was based back in New Hampshire so um, we moved back across the country and to Exeter, New Hampshire. And uh, it was great. It was a small team that was really felt like they were at the bottom of the Nike food chain. They were really struggling and weren't making, getting the investments they needed and product and some other things. And so I went back there and had a chance to do a little bit of a turnaround. And we had a lot of tough decisions to make and sort of on my own for the first time because not that many people are watching because in the scheme of things, it's a smaller division. And we just really had a, a fun time turning it around, focused it a lot on, on product again, that we, you need, you can't fake it. So we made some a couple of big bets on getting the Bauer uh, skate line and actually composite stick, which we're becoming – the predominant product hour wasn't really in it. And so some investments in in the right talent and, and a focus on making better product really turned the business around and, um, and it's continued um, to bat where they're back, really the dominant hockey brand.
1: Chris, you spent some time in Vancouver before you came to St. Louis. What as the president of the Vancouver Canucks, what is it that intrigued you about St. Louis? Because I look at some of the things you're doing. You, you and Emily, your, wife, your, your wonderful wife, you guys are so involved in the community. I look at some of the boards that you guys are on and some of the things that you guys do. And these are only the ones that people hear about because I know there are so many others. But the St. Louis Sports Commission, the St. Louis Regional Chamber, Blues for Kids, uh, downtown St. Louis Inc Legacy Ice Foundation the you're also on the NHL business advisory council and those are just to name a few what was it that intrigued you and and, and brought you to the Midwest cuz you've been on both coasts prior to this
3: yeah we bounced around a lot and like any family that does that Emily has um, has been the rock that's held uh, our family together and done a lot of the heavy lifting And yes, we've been primarily West Coast and East Coast. St. Louis really was an opportunity to come and and be part of what we knew was a great hockey town. As you know, the business of the Blues historically has been challenged and, and not lived up to, if you will, some of the success the teams had on the ice. So there were some ways we certainly thought we could help impact that. But beyond that, and, and really some of it, I think, is once we got here, we we just recognized that this is a place that you really need to be all in. We believed and believe that the sports teams play an important role in bringing energy and keeping young people excited about the opportunities in St. Louis. So I think... In many ways, we've gotten opportunities to do work here that we haven't had in other places. You know, Emily has, in addition to some of the things that I've gotten involved, she's involved with the Urban League on the Christian Hospital Foundation Board. For us, I think it's just a recognition. Some of it's that where the team can help, and some of it is just how we can help as individuals. In a, in a place that we care about and that we have seen the ability to make a difference in some zones.
1: Well, I feel like the community has wrapped, you know, if they could have three arms, I think they'd wrap all three of them around you guys because of the things that you've done. I mean, being part of the Enterprise Center and you were kind of spearheaded the, the multi-million dollar renovation of that building and, and a new title. I never will forget you, you guys, and I know you were... The head of this as well, bringing the Winter Classic to St. Louis at Bush Stadium was so much fun. And then now the Centene Ice Center that's built out in Maryland Heights is a beautiful facility. Gosh, you have to go a long way around the Midwest, Zim, to find anything close to that place.
3: Well, we're really proud of Villa A lot of people made a huge difference. Uh, My good friend Patrick Quinn, who's maybe one of the most passionate individuals I know, helped drive that that project in a massive way. I can tell you, because I've seen almost every... A similar facility in the country uh, and it's already been rated in the top 10. I think it's one of the top three, if not the best facility in the country. And The important thing is that it's already bringing the types of events that are good for our local economy and just are helping make the game more um, inclusive. Um, I know that the USA Hockey has a number of different divisions. It's the They call them the D- Disabled National Champion We'll be hosting that in the near future out there. We've got this amazing Warrior Hockey program that we've been able to help start for uh, veterans. That's an amazing group that in two years has uh, over 100 players involved in a waiting list. For me, for Emily, the work we do, how do we keep pushing forward? How do we, how do, we do things that can help make us a, um, a better and stronger community? And maybe if there's a theme of this conversation, it's our ability to do those things through sport. And I think uh, I'm, it's really fun to see the work that, that Greg Owen is doing with the Ascension Classic. I'm a huge fan of, of that that effort, and I think it's, it's another classic way where we can use sport to, to help continue to strengthen St. Louis.
1: I am privileged to be an ambassador for the Ascension Charity Classic. And Nick, we're going Steve Sprout. These guys, are they're doing what you're doing in the world of golf. And we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the ownership group that Tom Stillman's put together because I think that's given all of you great team members the backing to go out and run this thing the way it's meant to run.
3: Tom and his group have done an amazing job. As you know, it wasn't that long ago, the last... Uh, entity didn't work out. It's been a tough history. And, and Tom, he certainly made a number of key decisions early on and, and, and set the tone. Importantly, he set the tone about wanting to bring a championship and, and the cup to St. Louis and, and wanting what matters is being successful uh, on two fronts. One is, is what we'll continue to do as we aspire to bring a second cup here. And then the recognition that that beyond that. That this entity really is community uh, resource and asset, and so yes, Tom has given us all the, if you will, all the resources we need, and and the opportunity for us to be in a position, army, to drive the team towards another championship. You know, the work that that I'm doing with with the broader business team to hopefully. Create a great experience for, for our guests and our fans. And then beyond that, to reach into the community in every way that we can.
1: I'm so sorry. I've taken so much of your time. Those Tiger Woods stories. I, I love hockey and I love sports and I love St. Louis, but I really wanted to stick with you and have you keep telling me uh, the Tiger Woods stories. Chris Zimmerman, thank you so much for being on the show. And we got to do this again. I have a feeling we just kind of scratched the surface with, with you and some of your adventures.
3: Well, Jay, this has been fun. Fun for me to look back to some of the the experiences I've been able to have. And just want to thank you for what you're doing in the community and your work around golf and how it can touch and make a difference. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to come back on again. Um, This is all good stuff.
1: And that's going to wrap up the Chris Zimmerman interview. I hope you liked it enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, Don't go anywhere. Pearlie and I will be back on the 19th hole to break it all down. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use a KVest vest 3d motion capture system proper posture, alignment, etc can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area call 800 518 1626 or visit them on the web at ssmphysicaltherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. Folks, are you in the market for some additional protection for your ride? You need to call my friends at vehicle assurance. Their number is 866-341-9255. Sherry Fain is the owner and president, and she and her team are committed to helping you with your unexpected auto repair bills. They are committed to finding the right protection for you, your budget, and your family. They only work with the top vehicle service providers in the country. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve. That's Vehicle Assurance, 866 866- 341 for a free quote. 866 341 Hey, St. Louis.
0: The Ascension Charity Classic, presented by Emerson, is back this September. Don't miss the excitement when the PGA Tour champions best compete again, all for charity, September 9th through the 11th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Pro-Am spots, hospitality packages, VIP tickets, and more. Available now at AscensionCharityClassic.com
1: Boy, is this housing market tight right now. Are you tired of having the second best bid on your dream home? Call my friend Joe Schieser at 314-628-2015 Joe's been helping my family and I for over 30 years. He closes millions of dollars of business every year, and he will help you understand the importance of a pre-approval letter, inspect and pricing your home or your offer just right. If you need to buy or sell your home, Joe is your guy. 314 628 2015. That's 314 628 2015. Powers Insurance is a family-owned agency right here in St. Louis that specializes in providing personalized coverage for the client who has a lot going on. At Powers, they understand that you and your life do not fit in a simple box. So guess what? Neither should your insurance coverage. Go to powersinsurance.com or call 314-725-1414 and ask for Tim Davis. That's powersinsurance.com.
0: This is Golf with Jay Delsing. For the latest updates on golf equipment, help with your swing, and everything golf, visit JDelsingGolf.com. The 19th hole is presented by Michelob Ultra. Hey,
1: welcome back. It's Golf with Jay Delsing. That's right. We came back. I hope you did, too. Pearlie's with me. We're headed to the 19th hole. Brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Pearlie, you ready for the 19th hole? The Chris Zimmerman interview, I've got to say a couple of things. The Tiger Woods stories, he sent me a couple pictures of Tiger helping him with his golf swing just to be in the mix in that, John. Remember, in the year 2000, it's perhaps the best golf that anyone's ever played. Tiger won eight or nine tournaments. Chris was right in the middle of it. So let's go back. We're wondering about the quality of the equipment, and we had a story. The money was just starting to get crazy, and I can remember the driver and the ball combination for me was going to pay me over $300,000. What do you have to figure out other than say yes?
2: What are you, what are you talking and about? Oh, no, I
1: said yes to everyone. I just <laughs> had to figure out which yes I was taking, yeah, and they had to, too. But what it, What was interesting about it is that, you know, Nike had this ball, and Kel Devlin had been a longtime friend of mine, Mark Thaxton, longtime buddy of mine from back in our college days. They sent me that ball, and, Janet couldn't play it. They didn't have enough variation in it for me to, to be able to sink a ball up for me to play with— But I do remember Strata coming out with a ball, and I played the Strata ball one year and had a really good year, and then went back and played Titleist. The bottom line of the story is, John, and what Chris Zimmerman talked a lot about was the evolution of these other golf companies. And Nike was leading the way. Nike had never been in golf before. Then we were talking about credibility in the game. And he's like, you can't fake these products. You can't just slop out a lousy product and think it's going to be good and think people are going to like it and think people are going to buy it, even though you're slapping Tiger Woods' name on it.
2: Even when you were getting a bunch of money for it, the bottom line is, it's such a fine line between winning and not winning out there, or second place and third place. And when the money's what the money is, and if the ball's costing you a half a shot a day, a shot a day, things like that, whether that's through confidence, through a, your your mental position on the golf ball, or how it's actually acting, you know, is it really worth it? I remember when you called me up one time, and I want to say it was the tour edition. Maybe I've got it wrong. You called up and said I was just offered X amount to play the tour edition. What do you think about that? X that amount
1: was a huge number.
2: Yeah, it was a huge number. But I can remember asking the question. that made it real quiet on the phone. I'm like,
1: you're you always to killed win. a lot of my joy with some of that stuff. I was all <laughs> fired up. I'm like, somebody's <laughs> going to offer me a quarter of a million dollars to play this golf ball, and all of a sudden you're like,
2: yeah. And I'm like, is it the best golf ball for you in the world, or isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, think in terms of a whole year. How many shots is a golf ball that isn't the best? or best for you, if you will, because you were trying to really match it up with equipment and players and things like that. Is it really worth it? When I asked that question, it got really, really quiet on the phone because I, I know what the answer was. The answer was no; it's not the best ball. But man, do I want to have that quarter million dollars in my pocket!
1: I think I went with the <laughs> I think it went with the Titleist. <laughs> I think I went with the Titleist, the best ball. Yeah, the the whole Nike piece. They were all of a sudden they just were kind of thrust into the golf space, and they had Tiger. And I can remember when Tiger first started wearing those mock collars. I hated dressing like the other players. I always wanted to do something different. I am like, oh, yeah, this is for me.
2: Hey, Jay, what about the evolution? Because it was about that time. Previous to Nike getting in there, yes, there was the tour truck. Yes, they were putting new shafts on and new grips for you guys and things like that. But is that about the time that it really, really ramped up where guys were doubling down on the uh, their understanding of equipment and matching the golf ball with the clubs? Because I don't remember it previous to that. It was still a big deal, right? You wanted the club. It, it was more about how the club face looked to you when you were addressing clubs is what I remember. It wasn't the the technology from grip to shaft to club head to feel to matching up with the ball. Is Nike the one that you would give the credit to that really kind of ushered in that next level of tuning in with equipment and all the specs?
1: That's a great question because I would say it was Nike and Callaway at the time. You remember Eli Callaway. He was an innovator and a marketer. You know, and he came out, remember what the one iron when we were in college it was the hickory shaft, but it yep, was a steel shaft painted to look like hickory, yep. you know, and, and he's the guy that changed all the lofts to make your seven iron a six iron, but stamped the seven iron on the bottom of it. So everybody thought they hit their irons further. So that's
2: kind of the beginning of it. So then maybe Nike brought it to the next level of sophistication. Because, you know, it's just been tuned up ever since then. You know, it would be unbelievable if you looked at some of the clubs guys played back in the day. But it was a different game because the golf ball was different. You worked the ball differently. It was so much more about feel. Now it's about... You know, hey, I don't care if this looks good or feels good. Watch how far you can bomb it and do do the things you can do with it. It's just different. It's a different mindset across the board, I believe.
1: Pearl, um, have you got a joke for us this week?
2: I do have a joke, and I think it's an appropriate joke. Jane, maybe you can talk about it as a little conclusion at the end because it's appropriate for this time of year, but in general. it's The joke's called The Right Club. A hacker was playing so badly that his caddy was getting increasingly exasperated. On the 11th. His ball lay about 160 yards from the green, and he eyed up the shot and asked his caddy, Do you think I can get a four iron there? Caddy said, Eventually.
1: That's exactly what my caddy, Irish John, said to me when I was playing out of Carnoustie in the practice round in the Scottish Open. I said, Can I get a three with there? And he goes, Yeah, eventually. And I was like, What is this? A comedy hour? I don't even know this guy. Faraday set me up with this Irish caddy, and he's already given me grief, and I've only played like four holes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I I remember the number of times you would say in pro ams that the guys would just not play enough club yep. and that when you would when you would give them a yardage or you would tell your caddy to give them a yardage you'd say just add 15 or 20 yards to whatever you tell these guys. We always added one more,
1: more club, John.
2: Amateurs almost never get the ball to the hole.
1: Right. Right, and it's and, and folks, whenever you think it's a seven, take a six. It's yeah. it's a hell of a, a a hell of a good formula, bro. That's gonna wrap up another show. Our golf ball giveaway, Steve Wilbanks, you got yourself a dozen TP5 golf balls coming in the mail, man. Steve, stand by that mailbox. Jeff, thanks again for supporting the show with these great golf ball giveaways. It's a lot of fun, bro. Another one in the books, man.
2: It was fun, Jay. Look forward to the next week.
1: Yeah, I do as well. All right, that's going to wrap up another show. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit it straight, St. Louis.
0: This has been Golf with Jay Delsing. To learn more about Jay and the services he can provide any golfer, visit jaydelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in golf equipment, get tips from a PGA pro, and you'll learn more about the game of golf. That's jdelsinggolf.com.
1: Peloton, let's go.